Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to another Techsperience Solutions podcast from Connection. I'm your host, James Hilliard. Today, our focus is how to modernize your data center and save big. I've got two guests on board. Kristen Hintelian is here, Senior Business Development Executive with AMD, and Ken Bartels is here, Connection Technical Sales Executive with a focus there on AMD. He's a resident genius, as we like to call him. Uh, glad to have them on board. Hey, that's the team, the conversation. It starts right now. Okay, Kristen. So here's what I want to do. I'll start with you and, and really start with the definition. It's that word modernize in our title topic. Modernization, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, Jetsons, Terminator, Far Future, simple, small evolution. So here's what I want to do. When you get out there and you're talking to folks about data center modernization, what are you talking about? What is a modern data center in your view? Sure. Well, I think we all want a flying car just like the Jetsons had uh, but <laughs> you know when we start talking about the modern data center and what that really looks like for our customers it really is different for every single customer and a lot of that depends on what that customer's goals are and how we can help them to achieve those goals but there are a few underlying commonalities that we find a lot of our customers have they all want and seek better performance because that usually helps them to meet their customers' goals and help their bottom line and improve their margins. Uh, they almost always want to help cut their costs in the data center by saving on power, uh, you know, and also most of our customers have sustainability goals as well. They also most often want to cut their costs in software. And most of our customers are running VMware or SQL, so those are core-based. And with AMD being such a great performance leader in the Epic data center space, we're able to really you know, drive that uh, savings for them. It's interesting the and that's why I wanted to start with this definition because a lot of the conversations I had early on with this idea of modern data center came up. The idea was redoing these really old data centers. So we were talking legacy companies. We were talking folks that had just gear upon gear upon gear and had sprawled all over the place. And, and people want, hey, we need to modernize. But Chris, as I'm listening to you, Ideas around software, because the software as a service is blown up out there. Uh, the idea of the environmental, the ESG ideas coming into a lot of the organizations. That means modernization, to me, is also ripe for those newer companies. The ones that maybe went with a greenfield data center five years ago, they may be looking to modernize as well because of some of the fast changes in the market. Yeah, and you know we've even changed data centers for customers who've just purchased a year and a half ago because the savings have been so dramatic that it's really impacted their bottom line. So looking at it from, you know, modernization of infrastructure, modernization of applications, we really look at it from two different ways. And I know really those two areas are places where we 
do a deep dive. And, you know, you just said that modern sprawled out or excuse me, that old sprawled out uh, data center was was what all of our customers had. And you had almost a warehouse of servers. That's not what our customers have anymore. It's how do I get more in less space and do a lot more for my customer, um, you know, in, in a much smaller s uh, footprint. And that's exactly what we aim to do. And we're able to do by, you know, increasing the core count and the density. Ken, I, it, easy for me to ask you, tell me about the biggest data center you've ever been in. You could tell me like, you know, square miles of something from some major company that we all know out there. But I want to ask you like smallest data center you've been in recently that has been really modern, right? Where they went through a process and we're going to tell some stories a bit later on, folks. But uh, the idea that we can have massively powerful, efficient data centers now in very small spaces, right? Absolutely correct. Yeah, I think the largest data center I had seen is one out in Las Vegas in a SuperNAP, and um, that's tens of thousands of square feet of space, right? Very highly secured with arm, armed guards and you name it. But uh, the small data centers, and, and they can be just as modern, right? So, uh, I, you know, I've sold into customers that um, just had like a three rack, you know, configuration in Singapore. And uh, that's that was their modern data center. And the reason why it was modern is because it had the modern infrastructure. So uh, server storage and networking, um, that's all part of both legacy and modern data centers. But it's really uh, the flexibility, the efficiency, the power use, as, as Kristen had mentioned, it's always on and it has advanced capabilities and it's running modern applications which has requirements there that stresses you know the the compute needs the networking needs the storage needs you know of the modern applications uh, coming from the inf going to the infrastructure uh, so you know the applications are also just like that modern uh, infrastructure they're flexible they're always on and they have some advanced capabilities uh, we can talk about things like uh, they have a container or container-based applications instead of virtual machines. Uh, that's new to a lot of the IT folks out there, and that's where I see that they need some help. You know, they they kind of understand what the modern infrastructure is to support that, but they don't understand the actual uh, application and the way that it is is creating content or you know doing compute or or you know doing something for a business or organization. And we will talk a little more tech here, and I'm going to come back to Kristen in a moment uh, on that and, and talk about uh, AMD's focus and, and helping companies overcome some of these challenges to get to this more modern uh, data center. Ken, though, starting with you, uh, I always love drilling in on the people side of things. Are there any people challenges when these conversations start coming up? Um, part of me is thinking mindset do sometimes we run into folks that have just done data center for the same way for so long that the idea of doing some things a little bit differently, more modern gets in their own way and you and Kristen and others have to kind of help them along and realize, no, no, this is really going to be a much more efficient way to run your data center may look a little bit different, but this is really where you need to go if you want to continue to succeed into the future. 
Yeah, I think traditionally the the uh, communications and the, and the interoperability between the developers of the of the applications and those that provided the infrastructure behind it that was um, there was a lot of a disconnect there. And I think with modern applications, you can't get by with that disconnect. You you really need to have the folks that are uh, designing and architecting the the infrastructure understand the needs and requirements of modern applications. And I mentioned things like containers. That's just one thing. You know, there's there's uh, things like analytics that requires uh, hundreds of thousands and even millions of points of data that come in through the network. So now you're talking about some really high-end network capabilities to collect that data you know and you collect that maybe not just in one place if there's a lot of edge computing that goes into that right so the infrastructure is becoming a lot more complex in that sense and i think that those that uh, that are in, uh, responsible for the infrastructure really have to understand the applications more than they ever did before Kristen, on the amd side with your engineers your teams there has that communication increased over the years? How tight is that communication so that, uh, you know, AMD has a great understanding of what, you know, is needed out there? So we've worked hand in hand with customers and also the OEMs like HP, Lenovo, Dell, and others, Cisco, to stay really arm in arm with the latest trends. And we want to make sure that we're not only giving those OEMs the best processors to put in their equipment, but also giving customers exactly what they need to be able to, you know, provide best in class, um, you know, uh, results in their you know, in their environments. So a few of the things I think we're really working toward is driving in some products that are really, I would say, focused on different outcomes for those customers based on what their focuses are. So whether it be, um, you know, in cloud or, um, you know, if they're looking to virtualize, if they're looking to do things um, from a an HPC perspective, if they're really looking to take things in, um, you know, if they're looking to implement AI, these are all areas where we're really working to make sure that our customers can take that next step. And, um, you know, Ken has, I would say, an innate understanding of the different types of processors and how they can really impact the different types of applications that customers are using to make sure that the right tool is being used to get that, um, you know, that correct application. And that's something actually we're going to mention a little bit towards the end of uh, our conversation here today to really uh, avail to all of you that are listening a tool, a service from the Connection team to really let you uh, understand what may be the right AMD uh, processors and uh, based servers, et cetera, to, to really get you what you need. And, and Kristen, I think you laid it out earlier. And, and so I don't want to do a super deep dive here. That's what future conversations are about. But I want to go 
over kind of three things I think I heard from you uh, that that is a challenge and that a lot of people are looking for that modern data center. They're looking for better performance from those machines. They're looking to reduce their consumption of electricity, so power and cooling, and then the idea of the software licensing and all. So let's start with the performance side of things. And, and again, Ken's going to give some stories on a couple of customers have actually gone forward with AMD and, and share some of the uh, the successes that they they got. But what's the, kind of the promise, especially uh, let's start there on the performance side of the house, Kristen. So, you know, with AMD, you can really do more with less. Right now, we hold over 300 world records and more and more every single day. Uh, one of the strategic initiatives that we have and one of the things we're doing with many of our customers especially in the SMB space in and mid-market space is taking a single processor approach right and that's something that you can really change your entire um, you know data center and modernizing it with so instead of doing you know having two processors or four processors oftentimes in one, you know, server, taking that compute down to even one processor in that box, you can do just as much saving on power and even increasing efficiency because of the performance that AMD offers. It's quite remarkable. Um, and it's something that honestly it has, is blowing the minds of customers when we sit down with them. Oftentimes they're like, wait, you can't do that much with just one processor. And once we show them how much you really can do and show third-party benchmarking, and it, it really does change the entire game for them. And I was going to say, I know, I know that a lot of folks do look at benchmark numbers, but uh, what about when it actually starts running their workloads? That's got to be more of the eye-opener right there, right? Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. And when we're doing a proof of concept for them, which we're always happy to do, you know, this is something that I think is is really huge. And like you'll hear later, I think Ken's tool where we show what they're running for software and what their applications look like is honestly, the proof is truly in looking at what you're doing. Because I can talk all day about this processor versus that processor. Well, that's great on paper, but what are you gonna do in my world? And oftentimes I hear so much about a customer who will implement AMD, but it's, hard to do something new, right? In, in in a world where you've been doing something the same way for so long. Just when virtualization, right, came out, it was difficult for somebody to kind of wrap their head around, how am I going to virtualize and why would I virtualize? And it was just a big, it was a trend and how do I modernize this? And it was a necessary evil for most of our customers. Well, when you look at AMD and how you can really change what you're doing in your data center. It's a way of differentiating and really increasing what you're doing and changing your entire budgetary structure, honestly, to you know, impact other areas of the business as well, especially in IT. 
And there was a trend for a while that we were inundated from a lot of the manufacturers out there, multi-core, more, multi-core, multi-core, more, 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 more. And now you're saying uh, we can do it with less. Now, I'm not a math guy. I was always a liberal arts communication person. But I heard the math. Maybe go from four cores down to one. That means, I think, less cooling because you have just less stuff. <laughs> stuff there to deal with. Talk a little bit about how, uh, again, these all kind of interact with each other. That is a major thing that even ties into a lot of the ESG programs that companies are implementing. We want to be better stewards of the environment. Cutting down on air conditioning is a huge push for a lot of companies. Yeah. And I think uh, the performance per watt is now part of our conversation. You know, it's something that it's always been out there, but it hasn't been the focus, right? So, the performance per dollar and the performance per watt are now part of that conversation <clears throat> where, you know, uh, it, you know, like uh, Kristen mentioned, the, the single socket server, that is actually the most efficient configuration. Um, you can get more servers in a, in a rack uh, because usually you run out of power before you run out of space, you know, in a rack. So when you go to a single socket server, all the hyperscalers in cloud are, are using that as their as their base building block for for all the solutions that they provide you know to their cloud customers and uh you know just the performance uh uh you know is, is per watt and also um per dollar uh it, it works out better and there's some misconceptions out there that a single processor is less redundant than a than a two socket server and it's actually the opposite because the way that the modern data center and the modern servers have been built, um, both 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 CPUs inside of a server have to be up and running. If one fails, the whole system goes down and renders it unbootable. So, uh, so that single socket is is a story that we can continue to tell, uh, where the competition really hasn't addressed that in any way whatsoever. All right, Ken, and hang on through here real quick because I do want to get to a couple of stories where customers have really been uh, able to benefit here. But, but Kristen, one of the other things we kind of alluded to was the idea of if we can reduce some of our infrastructure, we might be able to get some savings on software licensing because that is tied a lot to the cores that are in these processors and all that. Probably very unique for each individual. It depends on what software they are licensing. We know software licensing uh, is a full-time job uh, at many organizations, but uh, just briefly, is there often seen some type of cost savings on that side of the house? So absolutely, James. And you are right. Some companies have multiple people running their software licensing costs and, and divisions. And with AMD Epic, you are absolutely able to completely revolutionize your data center software costs. Uh, specifically SQL, VMware, those are core-based licenses and Microsoft as well. Those really are three areas where we're able to help customers to really save dollars, maximize their licensing as well. Uh, and we will help our customers to look at that on a customer by customer basis because it really is so, um, unique for everybody's different uh, environment. And Ken is excellent at that as well as his team, because sometimes there's even more, um, you know, specific licenses as well that we can help with. 
Yeah, per per probably can uh, specific verticals. And so let me before we actually talk about a couple of these stories, uh and, and folks, we're gonna do these at a high level. And again, I'll give some contact information later on. So if you want to deep dive and get get further into some of those conversations, we can we can definitely arrange those. But uh is it across the board, Ken, in verticals, uh, you know, aerospace, biotech, manufacturing, uh just a good old fashioned technology companies, healthcare, or are there specific uh uh, you know, industries that are, are more so leading the kind of modernization charge and finding some of these benefits? Uh, yeah. So manufacturing is definitely one uh, where where they basically, you know, they need to, to have the innovation to stay in business in order to, to stay ahead of the competition. Uh, so with that, there's workloads that are very analytical. We have uh, CFD, high performance computing, things that allow them to design things in a very, very sophisticated amount of way that requires uh, potentially in the past days of calculations to come to, to one conclusion. Today, we can uh, accelerate that uh, for those manufacturing design uh, down to hours and sometimes minutes, you know, so so that is that is a, a different factor in the industry as far as the ability to stay ahead. Healthcare, there's the same sort of thing, you know, patient care, uh, being able to do uh, genome sequencing and other workloads uh, the faster, the better, the faster, you know, time to value, uh, the, the quicker you come to a conclusion on, on treating a patient, right? So, so those industries, uh, especially, but it goes across the board, uh, you know, to financials, uh, you know, high frequency trading, things that, uh, that just need that ultimate response time. Um, you know, it's very critical, you know, losing millions of dollars per milliseconds because, you, you know, your trading is not, acting as quickly as it possibly could. Uh, seeing a lot of things with retail. Uh, retail, there's a lot of artificial intelligence where uh, we're just trying to figure out what's going on in the stores, right? The, the camera inferencing at the edge. <clears throat> AMD has solutions there that um, you know bring that all together, like the IoT sort of thing, where there's thousands and potentially hundreds of thousands of, of points out there and cameras are out there. Uh, so, so that's one area where we're seeing the advanced uh, advancements in the modern applications. Let's dive into healthcare since we're all at some point, uh, either currently will be, have been, uh, are all patrons of uh, the healthcare industry, whether we work in it or not. Uh, so, so what are some of uh, the ways that uh, teams that have modernized with AMD have really been able to push their healthcare business forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, cost control is one thing that's, that has been an issue with all hospitals and clinics out there and healthcare in general. Uh, cost controls have been increasing. And for example, in one customer that we were able to help, uh, 25% per year uh, in their OPEX uh, spending and, and CAPEX spending uh, roughly the same. And we were able to get that down to, to, you know, to just small percentages, like 1% per year instead of 25%. And that was a combination of a lot of different things. Uh, but what helped them specifically was to standardize on the hardware, the server platform. They combined this, the storage and the servers together in what they call hyperconverged infrastructure, HCI. Uh, they did that first on, on Intel. And it did save them, you know, a fair amount of money on the capital side, but the operational side, because of the licensing story and other things like that, we were able to get that down to to like, uh, you know, six percent, um, you know, versus uh, the the AMD or the Intel side getting it 
uh, down to like 12%. So we did double what they could have done uh, just by choosing AMD. I think with healthcare too, there's an area where the patient experience can be so much so impacted as well. Um, you know, healthcare unfortunately has become really a business. You know, it's it's really changed a lot, and so I hate to say it that way because we try to think of healthcare as just sort of a, a a caring place because the word care is in it, but we really do have to think of it as how can we help them treat as many patients as efficiently as possible and truly, you know, effectively treat people who are in remote areas with things like telemedicine and how do you do that? with a data center. And in this particular case, we were able to, you know, impact a customer's bottom line just tremendously to help them free up dollars to do things in other areas like this and have project dollars available, um, you know, to, to do things to help that patient experience as well, which I think we, we really try to do as a, as a value add to them. Can I let into, you know, healthcare because it's something that we all consume. Uh, what about like in the manufacturing space? Because you mentioned that um, we've had all the supply chain issues out there. There's been a focus back on manufacturing, uh, whether it's overseas, whether it's back here uh, in the U.S. and revitalizing manufacturing here at home. Uh, what, uh, you know, do you have any examples from the manufacturing space where going with AMD has really helped a, a team modernize? Uh, yeah, specifically uh, in database licensing, uh, we were able to help with customers in manufacturing that um, uh, had standardized on, on Intel, and they just actually bought a server uh, less than 18 months ago, and, and actually it was three servers. And we were able to go in there and show that if you just replace those three servers, yes, it would be an additional cost of, say, $250,000. We can save the customer on day one. $400,000 in SQL licensing costs and ongoing $90,000 a year in the support of that, of that uh, database. Uh, so that, you know, that's the cost control as, you know, as well, but uh, also it helps the customer scale too, uh, you know, as they add additional workloads, um, you know, into their business systems uh, that, that they can do that very easily uh, because of the cost, you know, the metrics of, how much you get out of a unit, do more with less. For other manufacturing customers as well, there's so much that even goes beyond just that software licensing, because sometimes we talk to customers in manufacturing that say, I don't care what it costs because the outcome of this is so important and impacts my bottom line so much that Yes, I know I'm going to save on software, but whatever that hardware costs doesn't even matter because that time to price is just and that speed that speed that I need to be able to render, you know, that next engineering drawing or, um, you know, and I'm not savvy in manufacturing as everyone in manufacturing who is listening to this is saying, um, but what they need is to be able to get that next product revision to the floor 
And that's exactly what our data centers are going to be able to do because we lead in performance. And what we can do is build them the fastest data center to get them, um, you know, that and help them on those software costs and that ongoing OPEX. So that is that is where we can really impact the, the bottom line. So whatever that goal is for that customer, I think the point is we can really help to achieve that and really meet those meet those needs. And as you bring up customer goals, uh, I want to go back to something we alluded to earlier in the conversation is uh, the the team, Ken's team, uh, really can provide insight to customers uh, during some early engagements. And and really, it's an analysis, Ken. I want you to walk through it uh, briefly, but uh, where, where folks can really kind of get a, a total cost of ownership view of where they're at versus new modern AMD servers and, and technologies. So talk a little bit about what that is. We'll talk about how we can engage with that, and then we'll, we'll probably look to wrap things up. Yeah, sure. I think traditionally um, servers have been pretty easy to sell, right? The, the customer comes to us with um, some rough ideas of what they currently have and what they, they want to add a certain percentage of additional performance or capacity of some sort. Um, we kind of have to, to change that, uh, that whole sales motion uh, and ask more questions to get into their applications and find out what they're doing. Um, the software, you know, we've talked about this many times. I mean, the hardware is about $500 a core, just roughly, let's say, for example, the software could be $7,000 a core. So that's a big difference, right? Uh, so we have to understand that when it comes to like the power software, you know, that's the ERP, MRP, the databases, the business systems that are uh, very expensive per core. Um, but that's not always the solution across the board uh, for, for a customer that wants to just have generalized workloads that are virtualized. Um, you can't really afford to give them the highest uh, processors uh, available. It's just not cost effective. So, so there's lots of ways that we can work with that to meet their objectives, uh, objectives as far as that performance per watt goes. Because in the database examples, uh, that we were mentioning, the performance per watt uh, is 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 not good at all. You have to pay for that performance. You, you know these these processors are now going up to 400 watts each. You put two of those into a server, um, you get the most out of it. So yeah, that uh, $500 a core is giving you a huge return on investment for the software, whether it's super expensive software. What what if it's just general general workload uh, type stuff? Then we look at the performance per watt instead. And that's where you can get into a, a lower cost solution per unit and build something that is, you know, uh, as many servers as the, as the customer needs, typically still a consolidated amount of what they currently have on the floor. Um, you know, as far as generalized workloads um, that are virtualized, we could um, we can do easily a, a five to one, a 10 to one kind of consolidation and keep those things in mind of you know, like, building to a performance per watt uh, that gives them the ultimate efficiency. But it really depends on what the customer is looking to do and uh, what the workloads are. 
And that's that initial, you know, early stage conversation, get one of these AMD TCO analyses completed so that then it, it sounds like it builds out a very nice roadmap. And, you know, Kristen allows customers then to see various compare contrast and ultimately say, well, hey, based on this and probably growth projections or maybe a merger acquisition that they know might be down the road. Hey, let's go this route. Right. But it gives them kind of that checklist, a really good starting point. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll look at one year, three years, five years down the road. We can look at two different options, three different options that they're looking at purchasing. Um, And we can also take into account some growth for them as well. And that's, those are all things that we certainly look at and take into account because we certainly want to talk to that customer about what their growth goals are, what their Uh, sustainability goals are, how they really want to change and, you know, what their footprint is in their data center and how much space they really have and what their uh, management style is for that data center. Those are all things that we take into account and how many people they have to manage that data center. Uh, We really want to make sure that security goals are met as well as uh, software management. Um, And these are all things, you know, on an individual basis. It's obviously a, a more detailed conversation that we that we take into account because honestly, there are so many nuances and you know, I think the risk is no longer putting something in the data center that works. It's putting something in the data center that isn't going to save you dollars and open up budget for something that's gonna allow you to do projects that you need to do because there are tools out there today that are going to allow you to do that. And there's a reason why we're taking share at such a, a remarkable rate. Well, I appreciate uh, Kristen and Ken, both of you joining me here today on this Connection Tech Experience podcast. A lot that we've gone over. Hopefully, folks, we helped kind of define a little bit about what uh, data center modernization is, gave you some of the ideas and promises from AMD and backed up with a couple ideas and stories of where teams have really been able to succeed and now giving you the opportunity to reach out to your account team and, and talk to the team at Connection, go through that AMD TCO analysis so you can really get an idea idea of what could right be potentially the look of your modern data center. Uh, so really, again, appreciate the conversation, folks. Thank you for listening. We hope to talk to you all down the road with that. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.